Hello and welcome to the morebusiness.com podcast. My name is Raj Kara, your host, and my goal is to help 250 entrepreneurs become millionaires within five years of starting their business. Think big and big things will happen. In this episode, we'll discuss something that you might be surprised to know affects seasoned leaders just like it affects aspiring leaders. We're talking about imposter syndrome. It's the feeling that you don't belong in the role you're in, maybe not even sure how you got there in the first place. Some feel like they're not totally sure what they're doing, and it's only a matter of time before everyone figures it out. You're not alone. Imposter syndrome is extremely common. The good news is that there are things you can do to create a mind shift that will allow you to become more comfortable in your role. I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. That phrase has some merit, but it also downplays what you're feeling. There are ways to look at imposter syndrome that can be very empowering and creating a lasting sense that you belong where you are. Joining me is executive leadership coach, Dr. Jeff Kaplan. Imposter syndrome. You know, we've heard, we've heard about it. We, we read about it. Uh, maybe we experience it and that's why we're talking today. So welcome again, Jeff. I, I'm excited to talk about this topic because it, it's, it hits close to home for a lot of people. Yeah, hopefully most people actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's Um, talk about it. Let's talk about it in the context of of being a leader. So, you know, as we start getting into it, um, just for definition's sake, what is what is the role of a leader? What is the role of a leader? Yeah, what is the role? Loaded question. Yeah, um, yeah. I I mean, I I want to go. Depends on what the role is, but you know, to I I believe to serve the organization, the organization's mission, um, and to lead others in that effort. And, you know, the reason I ask it that way is that I think a lot of times uh, leaders, sometimes new leaders are transitioning from a role from being a manager into a leadership role. And I find that uh, one of the big things that leaders have to focus on is actually coaching and developing your teams. And I feel like that's one of the areas where um, or there's a big difference between just being a manager, which is more operational, getting things done. Whereas a leader, you still have to do that operational component, but you really have to nurture your team because otherwise you end up doing so much. Uh, you really got to be able to delegate, uh, provide guidance and, um, and work with your team. To yeah. Though I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that imposter syndrome. I would call that lack of skills and thank God they know it. <laughs> um, you know, because look, we're trained, you know, it's the typical story, right? You rise to the top because you're really good at getting things done and solving problems. And then you get into a management role where you're supposed to get other people to solve problems and you're not good at it because that's not what you've been doing for 10 years, right? And so what do you default to? You default to what you know how to do, which then looks like micromanaging and not really developing the competence and confidence of your folks. But but just just to pivot for a second, I mean, when you when I when I think of imposter syndrome, you know, thinking the completely other end of that, there's a there's a leader actually we have a call tomorrow. Um, been working with him for uh, probably two and a half years. We did an eighteen month um, team development, so we're having like monthly retreats with his team, and we did a lot of team assessments and you know team discussions and team coaching. Um, and when we started, when we kicked off, this is a guy who his resume, you know, is bigger than whoever's, right? And he was extremely successful. And he kicked off our retreats telling his team that he has imposter syndrome. And, you know, like everybody's jaw dropped, including mine, right? Because this guy 
is highly uh, effective. So the point being, you know, if somebody who's running a, you know, a six and $8 billion organization extremely effectively and has been in that role for a while can have imposter syndrome, then so can you. <laughs> and if he can get over it, then so can you. You know, I, uh, I'm actually just uh, going to find this right now. There's a quote from Adam Grant, who's a uh, professor at Wharton. Wharton yeah. uh, and I, I just love what he said uh, about imposter syndrome. Um, the way he defined it was imposter syndrome. You're basically saying, I don't know what I'm doing. It's only a matter of time until someone else finds out or everyone finds out, I should say. Whereas growth mindset is, I don't know what I'm doing yet. It's only a matter of time exactly. until I figure it figure out. Figure it out. Exactly. You know, and right. then he closes off by saying the highest form of self-confidence is in believing your ability to learn. And I really love that quote. I mean, I I remember when I was 27 years old, I was starting my first company and I was struggling. I did not know what I was doing. I was trained as an engineer, uh, no training in business. And uh, so I started just reading and reading and reading. And that's actually what helped me learn what to do. I mean, it, this is the only way. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, you know, the thing to remember is like, oh, that's right. I am highly resourceful and creative, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and I've gotten this far, right? Um, the, you know, what came to mind with this topic is I used to, I used to do business development um, for, for new coaches. And um, I used to talk about Dr. Uh, Pauline Clance's model. And just really, really briefly, like she talks about this sort of seven, stage cycle of imposter syndrome so see if this see if this kind of makes sense to you go back i'll say speak to you right say go back when you're 26 or whatever old you were and start that job right so first is the invitation i think i'm going to start this business right then it's the acceptance i'm in right then you have like all these positive joy good feelings right then you start doing it and you realize you don't know what you do so you get to this fear right so this is stage four right this fear worry mode then often what follows that is this immobility. You start procrastinating. You get like sort of stuck. And then, you know, to get out of that, you get to stage six. You're in this friend, frenzied work mode, right? And it's like, oh, a little bit of relief. And then you face the next challenge and you forget all the success that you just had quickly somehow. And you're back into fear again. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. In fact, I think I just like went right to the fear of much faster even, or maybe, maybe I went through all the other stages really fast and just found the fear super fast. Because I, Well, I think I, so too, because yeah. you jumped in, you were excited. Right. And then you started to do it yeah. and you're like, uh Oh yeah. And that is exactly like the feeling, you know, I think imposter syndrome, you kind of, you're, you're looking at the situation. You're like, okay, I'm now tasked with all these extra activities, responsibilities. I've got to lead this whether it's leading a team, leading an entire organization. And it, it's interesting, as you and I were preparing for this conversation, it doesn't matter if you're new to the role or if you're a seasoned executive taking on a new role. Uh, that just, it, it, imposter syndrome can hit you really hard. So, um, yeah. So, so, yeah, so here, here's what I say about that, right? So when this comes up in my coaching, the first thing I do is say congratulations for not being a narcissist. I'm really glad to hear that you have imposter syndrome, or at least you've had it. And then I'd say, look at imposter syndrome as like your friend that nudges you and has something to tell you. 
And so look at this thing, you, you know, externalize it. You can personify it as well. Caught imposter soon. You go, oh, hi, there you are again. Oh, fear that I'm a failure and that people are going to find out. And ask this question, either what am I missing? Or what do I have to learn? Figure out what it is where you're stuck and what you have to learn. Then take the, the fear piece, throw it away and go learn what you got to learn, right? So I think the struggle is that, how do you throw that fear piece away? You do this, you go imposter, Jamie, the imposter, you take it, you rip it up and you throw it like that. And that's I what like you do. <laughs> I like that. That is that's, that's what you do. You know that and and because that's gonna create that visual for you the next time you feel that you're like, I remember throwing that away. The visual and the kinesthetic, right? Yes. So you got the visual. If you say it out loud while you do it, then you got the auditory, then you got the kinesthetic, then you got the humor, the positive feeling associated with it. Like I, I did that jokingly, but actually in just I actually have people do that and Believe it or not, that is actually hugely effective. Really, really, mm. and 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 like I said earlier, it's, I mean, you, it can affect anybody. It can affect people who are in this role, thinking that you know, that we, you know they're qualified. I've actually had people on my teams super, super qualified, elevated them to this this executive level of status, uh, but they're feeling like, oh my god, what if I get figured out? You know. And so, but they're really good at what they're doing. So it's that fear that they got to let go of. They actually have the skill set. They have the skill set, which is how they got into that role in the first place. How do you combine those? How do, or not combine, but how do you close that gap? Well, when- so first of all, you go through, not around, right? So you talked about something about bypassing the fear. You know, I say face the fear, right? So, you know, one of our tenets of leading with heart is humility, right? And, you know, humility, empathy, you know, they're big these days in terms of the, I mean, they've always been big, right? But like, we're talking about it a lot more these days, right? And so in terms of combining it, right, you break it down. You know, why am I, if if you're, first of all, are you truly underperforming? First thing you have to get, you have to get real evidence, right? So, you know, whether you work with a coach or you look in the mirror or talk to a friend, right? Get evidence, right? So what is whoever you report, what is your manager saying? Right. Where's the evidence in terms of your performance, in terms of expectations of your own expectations, which themselves could potentially be unreasonable and other people's expectations? And are you delivering? And if you're not, it's one of these things. Lack of knowledge. Go get the knowledge. (laughs) Lack of skill. Go get some training. Lack of confidence. Ding, ding, ding. Feels like that's where the territory we're in. Okay, then start. And then I'll shut up and turn it back over to you before I go to the other ones. But if it's lack of confidence, like break it down and start doing things that build successive confidence here. But let me just tell you this, Raj, and then I really will turn it over. The biggest, and I I wrote this in a blog recently, the biggest thing you can do to get through this is stop making it about you, right? So think of, a situation I'm asking you and the audience that bring that you that we have to perform right whether it's your job or the speech or something and you're worried about it now stop thinking about you know oh what are they going to think of me am I going to sound good and actually remember the higher purpose that you're serving whether it's you're serving the mission of the organization 
You know, you are a steward of this work to serve the customers, the clients, the organization's mission, right? To serve and support the people around you. That's what you're there for. That is a notice that that sense of humility, even though it feel right, and it, it gets you out of that place of fear. You know, one of the things I um, I think you touched on is how you see yourself versus how other people see you. And I think uh, you know when you're in that leadership role, whether you got assigned to it from promotions within your company. Uh, or you got into a new job and and you're now a leader, uh, sometimes we may see ourselves different. And it, and it seems like that's when you shared the story earlier of that executive that's running a large organization felt like he had imposter syndrome. Um, it seems like that's where some of the gap is, how you see yourself versus how other people see you. Well, it often, so <laughs> if, if it's truly imposter syndrome and not underperformance, then it is that gap. But it's all wrapped around the ego. And listen, the ego has a purpose. It keeps us alive. It gives us personality. It it creates in, you know differences among us. Right? So that's great. When the ego is taking center stage, that's when you're not only set up for imposter syndrome, but all kinds of things right, happen when the ego takes center stage. How do you get out of the ego? Stop making it about you. And just simply remember the higher purpose of what you're doing. What's the mission of the organization? Who are the clients that you're serving? You know, I had uh, a, a leader once say recently that they were interviewing for um, the top spot in this uh, organization, this other organization, and um, and they were uh, they were worried about you know the you know the interview process with the board. And um, I said, I want you to go visit um, one of their clients. I don't mean like knock on the door kind of thing, but the, the, who these customers are fit accessible. So I said, and I want you to, in this interview, picture that person that you saw, because that's who you're serving. And just notice right now, doesn't it feel different in your tummy <laughs> when you get out of your head and you like and and you just get back to why am i here like what's the bigger purpose i like that focus on the task at hand focus on your mission focus on what you need to get done and what that does is eliminate the you from the equation because you're like okay here's what i need to do i've got to go learn this i've got to adapt here i've got to coordinate with these people i've got to collaborate and then you actually get much more task oriented you get the stuff done and then you know yeah you, you just but you just made the error not your mission the mission the mission right you see but you see how we do this right we just constantly go to like the perspective of me and as long as we're in the perspective of me we're missing the point we're going to either be afraid or we're going to be a narcissist and neither one of those ends is really highly productive or efficient right but in order to be efficient and effective we get out of that mindset like i am a steward you are a steward this podcast we are a steward we're, we're, like whatever is coming out of our mouths is in service to a larger purpose so if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is don't even make it what your task is, what your mission is. Look at it beyond who you are as an individual and look at it from the perspective of 
the entity, the customer base, whoever you are serving, and look at what needs to happen to make the task actually like move forward. Yes. Let me ask you this. You know, the whole, it's a Buddhist thing of um, washing the feet of like washing the peasant's feet and stuff. Have you heard of that? that yeah. right? it's, it's an actual ritual, right? Where you mm -hmm. like, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the um, monk or whatever washes the feet of peasants, mm -hmm. right? Now, mm -hmm. if you were washing the feet of your customers, quick question and it's a simple answer because I have a follow-up. Would you, would, do you think you would feel imposter syndrome by just washing yeah. their feet? I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't right? think so. I think you feel like you're serving. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. You're serving, right? And right. that is the same thing I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So if you're washing the feet of, uh, uh, you know, of, of people, you know, uh, locals with no money or, or whatever, you're completely serving them, which is also, by the way, a really good way to build uh, humility. Um cultivate it and so it's the same thing so next time you feel that sense of fear around your performance do something and remind yourself of why you're there to serve the folks that you're serving pull up the mission of the organization again start having conversations with people about what are we up to again here why do we do what we do what's my why what's your why Right. And yes, go ahead and figure out what your why is like, that's fine. But really, what's the bigger why that's outside of yourself? Imposter syndrome does not live outside of yourself. It lives inside of yourself. So what you do to get out of it is you get outside of yourself, get outside of your head and, and, and get in action and in mindset of serving the larger mission. I like that. Actually, the action, I think, is a big component of it, because if you just keep dwelling on it, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm entrusted with all this. You are really still inside yourself. You're putting up your own limitations, uh, which can potentially cause you to falter, or you're just going to continue to feel that that syndrome. Yeah, um, remember when I said, enter the fear? So when, when you have that thought, it says, I'm not good enough. The first thing I want you to do before you do anything we just said is give yourself a hug. Like, congratulate yourself. Like, yay, I'm not good enough. Yay, like, yay for not, you know, I say, I keep saying this in jest, but I really mean it, for not being a narcissist. Like, the fact that you care, right, is shows what a beautiful human being you are, right? And so let's just pause and just celebrate that you have that, like, fear because you want to do a good job. Then once you honor that, get out of yourself, get out of your head and go back to the mission. You know, and I, I like that second part of what Adam Grant's statement was that your the, the growth mindset just changes that thinking instead of saying, you know, I'm not, um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to learn. It's just a matter of time till I figure it out. And I really like the way that that kind of wraps around this, this mindset that, you're going to grow. You're going to mentally grow. And that helps you get out of that imposter syndrome. Well, okay. So here's what I would say about that. And, and, I, and, and I, to be honest, I don't even know I, that we fully ever get out of it. Unless uh, well, you go into I, the I, I agree. Side. Yeah, I so. agree. So, so, so uh, David Hawkins, PhD, MD, um, in one of his books, he talked about the difference between Christ and Buddha. 
And he said, you know, Buddha was, you know, basically saying, you know, to, you know, to get out of suffering, you know, you know, basically become enlightened, right? <laughs> um, you know, go, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's all in perfect harmony. It's all good, you know? Um, he said, but, you know, but Christ realized, you know, that not everybody's going to be able to get there, like in a lifetime. So, you know, so he gave a path of salvation, right? Like, you know, a way to sort of, pick apart you know and so in this in the same way um not trying to be religious or anything but in the same way right what you just said in terms of the second part of adam grant's quote it's like you know that to me is like you you, you take a, a thorn and you use it to get out the other thorn and then you throw them both away and mm -hmm. to me you know i agree i think it's a good start while you're trying to just basically get out of your head altogether and stop letting the ego take the lead. You know, we've been talking about this for a few minutes, but it almost sounds a little too simple to get over imposter syndrome. And that is getting out of your head. Like the work though, that you got to do to sometimes get there, I think is a, is a repetition to remind yourself that it's not about you. What would you recommend to people so, to just like put cues in? I don't know, sticky notes on their uh, mirror in the morning. Like, what do you do to to get yourself reminded about? Hey, it's not about you. So, so it's really simple. So let me ask you, why? What's the purpose that you do these podcasts? Uh, well, I mean, my broader purpose is to help two hundred fifty entrepreneurs become millionaires within the first five years of starting their company. And so why really do you care about that? Uh, I feel that uh, it's a great way to help people um, remove obstacles and achieve economic empowerment. Uh, when they become millionaires, people tend to give back, and I think they would be able to give back to society. So, ah, so giving back. Yeah. So th this is an avenue for you, yourself, and to help other people give back. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And when you when you say those words to yourself, giving back, that my get my guess is that has more umph and energy to it than you know well I you know help people become millionaires and da 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 right and so to me your higher purpose is about giving back so imagine the next podcast that you do right and every podcast that you do you remind yourself I am here to give back I would even invite you to start the podcast saying I'm here to give back. You, you can almost feel the accelerator, right? By just saying that, because if it's true at its core, that is bigger than you and it gets outside your head. The sticky notes are great for about a week and then they become background, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but the habit, you know, the habit, you just simply form a habit. And by saying that verbally, and if you did it in every podcast, I'm not, you know, holding you to us right now, but, but like it, it, it's, it becomes, you know, the, if you, the anchor, right? Like Carol Burnett used to always like wiggle her I ear, right? And it was yeah. a way of communicating with a mom and right. And so other people have different things. I've no, you, you'll notice people that, that common comedians and stuff, people who are, have regular shows, watch them. They, a lot of them have the, these things that they do. That is their anchor that gets them out of imposter syndrome. That's exactly what they're doing. I'm, I'm inviting you and everybody in the audience to find your anchor that gets it out of your head and makes it about the bigger purpose. Make it about the bigger purpose. I love that. I think that's a great way to close out this discussion because at the end of the day, I think a lot of us feel that imposter syndrome. 
Um, you know, I know I've experienced it. And in some cases, when I'm doing something new, I still experience it. Um, so get out of your head, right? Get out of your head. <laughs> get out of your so, head. And in this case, let's give back. Yeah. So thanks, Raj. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks again, Jeff. Good conversation. Likewise. Take care. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me today on the morebusiness.com podcast. Till next time, spread your knowledge, share your love.